The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Subhana Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Well, it's true, the goofy R Truth is a brand new merch for you, dog. Giving Dom a new t-shirt, but it's like Dom's in a straitjacket. No, it's brand new merch. And Miz makes it pay. See, the awesome truth are awesome. I know that they like to fight. I've visited medieval times before. How'd your uh, person do? Oh! Lost the joust, but there's plenty of... Oh! And here's Kazawa looking for a sunset flip powerbomb. Not sure how wise this is. Look at the strength to stopping a full speed Kazawa. Look at the power. Oh, no, not from the second row. Look at the agility. Oh! Splat goes Kazawa. Thanks for coming, Alpha Academy. And the kick to the head, tagged to Kyrie Sane. Here comes the double team. The Kabuki Warriors have been so successful with this. Kyrie Sane from the top rope. Insane elbow! And with that, Sane will go into the cover and retain the tag team titles. I don't want to go here because everybody else does. And I was close with the man. I was his champion in Florida Championship Wrestling. But don't let your dad down. Hey, Drew. Look, you ain't got to be a prick, all right? And look, what in the world makes you think if he doesn't accept my challenge for WrestleMania, it's going to be you and me? Because we've done this dance twice, and if I remember correctly, you lost. If you were a real workhorse, they would have shot you dead after the first injury. Now, about 17 injuries later, it's time for somebody to do the job. You've done an amazing, amazing job taking the title this far. But it's time for Drew McIntyre to take it from here. Oh, no! And Cody Rhodes now trying to unload on McIntyre. 
after McIntyre took a cheap shot on Seth Rollins. Able to counter once again, Shayna, an expert. And again with a gut wrench. This time Becky lands on her feet, rolls Baszler. Baszler rolls through, missed with a kick. Becky, manhandle slam, cover by Lynch. And for the first time in her career, Becky's gonna step inside Elimination Chamber. Brutus looking to go to the top rope, Padme, Tampa's legal, Tampa's legal. The Brutus ball hits, but Tampa's the legal man. Running knee, kick to the face. Gargano and Tampa, DIY. Sending up Vinci for me to the middle. Cover by Gargano. I mean by Tampa, the legal man. DIY with the win. R-Truth, a goofy R-Truth is up. Brand new merch for you, dog. Giving Dom a new t-shirt, but it's like Dom's in a straitjacket. Rods, brand new merch. And Miz makes it pay. See, the awesome truth are awesome. Oh, look at, look at this is a J.D. McDonough's cut of the t-shirt sales. R-Truth hustling those shirts. J.D. McDonough said, don't mind if I do. And only you, dog. J.D. will take the money, won't he? And Miz from behind. Scott comes in finale. Allow me to reintroduce myself. They call me Ooze. A thousand plus days of tag team champions. First tag team to main event WrestleMania. And all it's 2024. First singles champion. And if you want Jay Uso to be the new Intercontinental Champion, then let me hear you say yeet. But when I beat you, I'm gonna beat you worse than your own family ever did. I'm gonna beat you so bad that you wish yourself back to the good old days where people couldn't tell you and your brother apart. Ooze! Now, Jey Uso's not going to be disrespected. He takes Gunther down, and of course, Kaiser and Vinci, the henchmen from Imperium, all over Jey Uso. Outnumbered. And finally, the New Day, of course, who have their own issues with Imperium, coming to Jey Uso's aid. Gunther, Kaiser, and Vinci will retreat. What you want, huh? Went for the Kinshasa, Cody blocked. Cody got his hands up, he blocked the Kinshasa. Now, low blow with the bull rope, completely legal. Taking advantage of the rules. Crossroads by a pissed off Cody Rhodes. And here's the cover, and Rhodes with a win tonight. I'm giving you Nia Jax for the championship at the Elimination Chamber. That works for you? Then please, let's keep the show going. This is not the time, let us. Not so fast, General Manager Pierce, because marching to the ring, the irresistible force, Nia Jax, who last week on this program annihilated Rhea Ripley. And here we go with the fight's on. Why wait to Elimination Chamber? Oh, and Nia Jax just 
blasting into Pierce's. Pierce is calling for security, and Ripley and Nia Jax beat the hell out of each other. Rhea Ripley's throwing bombs on Nia Jax. And now a security trying to separate these women. Nia Jax screaming at the champion. Deep disdain between these two. Jax blowing through everybody to flatten Ripley. And now she's assaulting security officers. You thought McIntyre was in hot water. Wait until we see how Nia Jax is addressed by our general manager. But before that, oh, no. second rope, and an annihilator to Rio Ripley. Sternum to spine. Cody Rhodes turns his attention to Las Vegas on Thursday, where we see where the road to WrestleMania takes us. Because Seth Rollins is there, The Rock is there, Roman Reigns is there. All part of the, oh, McIntyre! Drew McIntyre! Pounding away on Cody Rhodes! This cheap shot artist, this dangerous vendetta he's had against all he believed have cost him the world championship. And a Claymore to Cody Rhodes, who just went through a full rope match. Try to stop me, but nothing's ever gonna help. This is the start of a story that everyone will tell. One roll of the dice, and I'm betting on myself. Born to be the greatest of all time. This is where I draw the line. Can't stop my shine. They know it's my time. Let the world know I've arrived. I'm on the rise. Unstoppable. Watch me do the impossible. Watch me do what I got to do. I'm too hot for you. I'm not about to lose. I'm the greatest. It's the moment of your life. You can see your dreams glowing in the lights. Came up from nothing, a soldier in the fight. Strength dream with boulders on my shoulders every night. I move toward opponents as they start to breathe heavier. I weather the storms you ain't ready for. Never say never, I only get better. You better get the changing up your bets. I'm becoming what they never were. I'm a rebel in success. You can bet that I'm better than anyone expects. Be the best. Standing with the veterans, and yes, you're looking at a legend in the flesh. I'm next. See, nothing's impossible. It's time to believe. Beat the odds up against you. 
Give life to your dreams. Life in the fast lane, holding on the wheel. Overloaded, but I'm focused, never folding with the deal. I'm beyond hungry, coming for the whole entire meal. You gotta keep going, I'ma show them this is real. Stand in the fire, but I'm never gonna melt. You could try to stop me, but nothing's ever gonna help. This is the start of a story that everyone will tell. One roll of the dice, and I'm betting on myself. Born to be the greatest of all time. This is where I draw the line. Can't stop my shine, they know it's my time. Let the world know I've arrived. I'm on the rise, unstoppable. Watch me do the impossible. Watch me do what I got to do. I'm too hot for you. I'm not about to lose. I'm the greatest. Everybody and welcome to the PWC Monday Night Machismo. I am your host, Jimmy T, and my co-host. He's back after a while being on the PWC, but we've been hitting it up on the HMG side of things. Bet, what's crackalacking, man? And thank you for joining me right here on the PWC Network and for the Machismo. What's what's the hat? Well, it couldn't be Machismo without two macho guys like us, right, Jimmy? So <laughs> it's only fitting <laughs> wow. that... Uh, make my grand return uh but it's not on a thursday this time it's live on a tuesday it is i guess it is a tuesday night machismo but um as i said man i ended up watching raw just before that kind of rhymed and dude before we do get into raw have we been fooled i think we've been fooled dude i think WWE know exactly what they're doing with this hashtag we want cody fucking thing going around all over social media that had been trending for three days straight. No, they don't know what they're doing. They thought that <laughs> they thought that a hundred percent. Well, I don't know what the W what does the WWE mean? What does that mean? Who are we talking about? Are we talking about triple H. Are we talking about TKO board of directors. Who, who are we talking about? Because I, I can almost guarantee you that when the rock walked out there on Friday, he thought he was fucking cool and that this was so <laughs> cool and that everybody was going to love it. I'm sure that's what happened. And now they can pivot and they can say whatever they want and say, oh, yeah, sure, this was the plan all along. We knew that this would. No, they thought everybody would just be cool with The Rock because everybody loves The Rock. And it turned out not to be the case. So now they can they can play with it a little bit. They are absolutely not geniuses. There's no evidence that anything they've ever done is genius. So let's not give them too much credit, okay? <laughs> Maybe I am giving him too much credit. So you think they didn't even realize what they had with Cody Rhodes? Well, I, I think it was a, a question of outside forces like overruling what you know they had planned in the first place, right? So I, I, I just I really think it's a tale of two sides. Like there's the whatever side that thinks they need to just jam the rock into everybody's face like they always do, no matter whether it's you know, movie franchises or, you know, him doing charitable donation videos or whatever, whatever other things that 
are are meant to to cram the rock down our throats, but that side wanted to do what they want to do. And I'm sure that the WWE creative side had a plan that didn't include the rock. So it's kind of like now they're trying to make the the best as usual in the wrestling business, it's all about who can make lemonade and chicken salad, right? So as right, Jimmy fumbles exactly. the uh, the pass <laughs> from off screen. So Yeah, Dave told me a cigarette just now. But oh uh, yeah. I think you're probably look, you're right, man. Absolutely. They they didn't realize what was gonna happen with the fan base. But even though look, I feel like they're playing the smarty, if you know what I mean, like, oh we knew all along, don't worry, blah blah blah. And we're just testing the waters. But I mean, going by the start of the show when Cody made his entrance, I mean the crowd or well, Seth first made his entrance, but the crowd was totally booing the rock. I mean there was Rocky Sucks chance. Heck, even Michael Cole said, is this 1996 all over again? When right. he was referring to Rocky Maivia back at Survivor Series 96 when he made his debut. Yeah. Yeah, I, I so, just... I think everything is, is, is reactive. You know? I think that... Uh, my, that's just my personal feeling on the matter. What do I know? I'm just some guy. It's not like my intuition is ever correct or anything like that. I just, it just feels like to me that... I, I don't know. I'm not going to blame any one person or whatever, but we'll just, just for the sake of simplification, if we say, you know, the, the rock is like, you know, much, much like a Hulk Hogan, you know, in the sense that he's got his own version of that doesn't work for me, brother. Right. You probably know what it is. It's the, it's, you know, he's known for saying that's a great idea. Just not a great idea for the rock. Right. So, <laughs> so this is kind of like, this is kind of like that, like him thinking, hey, what if I face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania <laughs> and who cares what you guys were doing, right? Like I can just, I can just totally see that aspect of it. And I can see him trying to talk Cody and just be the rock who everybody, he's very charismatic and personable and likable. So he, he's going to talk to, he's going to talk to people. He's going to talk his way into it. And maybe it's, it wasn't his idea, but maybe someone talked him into it. And he's going to try to convince everybody else. Then he sees this social media backlash, which to be completely fair, social media is not the entire wrestling fan base, right? Like that's just the vocal minority. They don't appreciate it. Um, But when you go to the buildings and stuff, and those are your ticket buying customers and stuff, they are a better representation than social media. And if they're happy to, uh, you know, cheer for Cody and, uh, uh, maybe there's people that are just happy to see Cody and they're not necessarily booing the rock, but the people that are internet fans go to the shows and boo the rock and start that whole thing. Um, yeah. And it's gotta be weird if you're a casual fan who kind of follows along and then you see Cody, the character give up his spot on Friday night SmackDown. It just doesn't seem like it makes sense. Even if you are a big fan of the rock, it still kind of makes Cody look weird. If you're not, you know, if you're not totally invested in all the behind the scenes stuff, but whoever just goes to the Royal Rumble, wins the Royal Rumble, gets to challenge at WrestleMania and just says, eh, eh, <laughs> nobody does that, right? No, no, you're right. Spot on, man. And uh, I want to welcome Aaron Ben Shlomo for joining us on this very last second of the machismo. We didn't plan it. It just sort of happened. And thank you for joining us. And what's this about? Now, I didn't catch the impact attack just yet because I was sleeping. 
But um, he says, I am sorry for your first dream ending. Please do not give up. Oh, uh, I was having internet issues and I tried YouTube live stream to see if that would help instead of Twitch. You know, kind of like what we were talking about off the air. But oh, okay. um, it didn't it didn't make a difference. It, it just uh, I ended up, you know, getting kicked off because of my bandwidth issues. But hopefully that's all fixed right now. Hopefully everything's coming through nice and clear now. I may have figured is. out the issues. So uh we'll see but um but yeah it wasn't about the impact attack but speaking of the impact attack i did i kind of made this analogy too like um you remember in like uh let's say 98 right so let's say stone cold wins the royal rumble and he gets to challenge at wrestlemania right so it's going to be right. him and Shawn michaels right and cool. then austin uh, uh and so austin's ready to get his title match and then mike tyson shows up and then mike tyson comes in and and says you know what? I, I, I would like to challenge Shawn Michaels for the, the WWF championship. And then Steve Austin's like, oh, oh, hell, son. Go ahead. I don't want it. You can have it. You know, what What would have happened to Stone Cold Steve Austin and his rise to the top if, if he had done that back then? Wow. Well, it would have been bad, that's for sure. But people actually point out how he won the 97 Royal Rumble. And didn't actually get a title shot that mania where he faced Bret the Man Hart. But if people remember back in '97, I don't think the winner of the Royal Rumble had a title match at the time. So I don't think he actually whoever had no, won they it in did. They, they did, did, bro. Yeah, they had started doing it in 1993. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's true. But there were some years that they didn't actually have anything for the for the winner, like winning. To face anybody, not, not true, was. Jimmy. Not true. Let's run it down. Sure? Yes, ninety-three. It was Yokozuna, right? Yes. Where Undertaker okay. floated up in the sky, I think, if I remember correctly. Mm, that was, was a, that I think that was a different one. Yeah, I think that was Yokozuna won yeah. in ninety-three and challenged Bret Hart at WrestleMania nine, and then th that was the Hogan true. thing. Okay. Right. Ninety-four was the one where Lex Luger and Shawn Bret Marcus. went over at the same time. Wasn't it Shawn Michaels? No. I'm telling you what it is. I'm not asking you what it is. What 1994 Royal been... Rumble, Lex Luger and Bret Hart go over and their feet hit the floor at the same time. And at WrestleMania 10, they each have to have, they each get a title shot, but they both have to wrestle twice because Bret wrestles Owen, Owen to Hart, start. Yeah, I remember. And then Lex Luger wrestles uh, Yokozuna earlier in the night. And then Bret goes on to face Yokozuna at the end, even though he lost to Owen. So with a masterful bit of storytelling there, Owen was just there to make sure that Brett had to wrestle twice because that wouldn't be fair to Yokozuna or Lex. So right, right. he actually ends up beating his brother that night, and then he's the one that's left staring at his brother winning the championship knowing that he beat him, right? Sure. So beautiful ending there. 1995, Shawn Michaels, one foot, one foot, goes on to challenge Diesel at WrestleMania 11, loses. WrestleMania or Royal Rumble 1996, Shawn Michaels wins again. Goes on to WrestleMania 12, Boyhood Dream, yada, yada, yada. 97, Steve Austin wins, you're right, you're right. but that's because he was already eliminated and then he threw Bret Hart out. That's right. You're right. So they did the fatal, right. the fatal four-way match. Uh, in your house. Correct. Yep. You're right. With, with uh, Vader, Undertaker, yep. and then Bret and Austin, right? And it was called Final Four in your house, literally. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. remember now. No, no, you're spot on. I, I take all that back. You refreshed my memory. And it's funny because usually I'm a stickler for all that, right? But um, 
you got me. I, you got me. But you refreshed my memory. You're right. But um, yeah, no, look, I still think Cody and Rock will happen. Not Rock, sorry. Cody and Roman will happen, I think. But look, at the end of the day, the story is it's not about him facing Roman. It's about him winning that WWE Championship. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. We do have the press conference coming, I believe, Thursday. this coming Thursday. Right. So I don't know if that's going to clear shit up or on SmackDown, we're going to have more shit cleared up. Either way, if WWE didn't see this coming, well, they're idiots, straight up. And at least it's done one thing. It's put Cody right over, man. I mean, he is right now flaming over. And... Um, the fan, the people wanting to, you know, to finish his story, as do we. And I just don't understand what they were thinking by, by going to The Rock. Now, when is Cody going to get his match? Is it going to happen at WrestleMania? Or is it going to happen at Elimination Chamber? I suppose it doesn't really matter if it happens at WrestleMania. Um, but against who? Does Roman face, you know, two people, say? It's a tough one. You could well, there like there's a lot of things you could do. That's up to them to, to figure it out. Hopefully, they'll make a better decision than they did on Friday, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know. We could we could play fantasy booker all we want. It doesn't really matter that Cody wrestles for the title at WrestleMania. I suppose that that does defeat the purpose of winning the Royal Rumble, of course. But. I just don't, I don't want to see a Seth Rollins match. In reality, oh, fuck no. the fact that it should never have been punk either. I think if it, it really, it should be, if, if we're looking at the current landscape right now, it should be Drew McIntyre. It should be Drew McIntyre. Seth, right. Yes. He should get heat by the fact that Seth has a bad knee and like, because he hasn't been able to beat Seth, but now Seth has a bad knee, so there will be no excuses, and and Drew McIntyre can win. He can rub it in everybody's face. We'll know that Seth was hurt. You can't leave Drew off of WrestleMania. It shouldn't be. He's been figured into the top guy storylines and everything like that. So I, that, that's just what I think. I don't want to see Cody and, and, and Seth. I'd rather, I'd rather see, I'd rather see Cody and Roman at Mania, and The Rock, they can work some way where The Rock doesn't have to have that match there. Or they could do a two-night thing, whatever. But I I, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yep. That's true. Well, now that CM Punk, actually, you just reminded me, now that CM Punk is out of the equation, you could have a two-night thing, even though that doesn't make sense because why should the champion be at a disadvantage? But who knows? We'll see. Aaron Ben Schlomo says, have you listened to Bully Ray on Busted Open Radio podcast? He said there, there that in his opinion, Cody needs to face Seth and they should steal the show. That is the dumbest thing I ever heard by Yeah, who gives Bully a fuck Ray. what Bully Ray thinks? Right. It's just pretty Who has stupid. ever given a fuck what Bully Get the fuck out of here. Who's not out? Are you talking about what who? Who are you talking about, Aaron? CM Punk? He's out, dude. It's official. He had surgery. If you watched Raw this past Monday, he literally had surgery and that's not a, a work. It's you could tell it was a real hospital because they didn't just put a curtain up in the background like they usually do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, Aaron, if you watch Raw, you'll see he really did have surgery, dude. It's it's a fact. But anyway, well, that leads us to Drew McIntyre and him coming out with the meme, dude, which I've seen all over the internet <laughs> with Punk 
that thing that killed me, dude. That that was pretty funny. I'll give him that. That's all right, Eric. You don't need to take it back. It's not your fault, brother. But that was killer, man. That made me laugh. But look, this first segment was cool and all. It, it it was what it was. Seth Rollins doesn't even know what's going on until after the elimination chamber. I'm not going to go and say everything that was said. We pretty much just touched on what was said essentially. And it's all about Cody finishing his story and Drew finishing his little story with Seth Rollins. But we'll see what happens there, Vet. So you think it'll be Drew and Seth night one. And hopefully, we've got no idea. But all I know is WWE have literally set themselves up in a way they have to get out of this mess, dude, because unnecessary, they they put themselves in a, in a mess, dude. Like, really, it didn't have to get to this. They should have just stayed the course. And it w- everything would have been fine, but for whatever reason, they decided to to do with what happened with The Rock. What I want to know is, how does The Rock come back from this, dude? They can't just go back on it, can they? They can, because The Rock never actually said anything, which I already we already discussed that when we were on the Wreckage review, is how he just comes out and says absolutely nothing. The guy that's known for mostly talking uh, yeah. doesn't say anything, so that's a brilliant use of The Rock. But yeah, so, I mean, he can always say whatever he needs to say to get out of it, or they can come up with some way for him to get out of it. But I don't know. I really think it's two opposing forces that are trying to reach a compromise. It's not like WWE is all moving in lockstep. They're in a tumultuous time right now because of everything else that's going on too. So there's a lot of people that have other things on their minds. And then you you throw this into it, like they're trying to improve the situation whatever team rock thinks like hey i got an idea how about i win the belt you know like whatever whatever it is i'll take the main event spot i'll do whatever whatever it just it just reeks of like not reading the room and being out of touch and everything but i i don't think it's like i don't think it's everybody working hard coming up with an idea and it being a bad idea i think people are trying to force bad ideas into other people's plans unbelievable well anyway let's move from that because as you said we did discuss it in length on the wreckage so you can also check out the show there on channelattitude.com five bucks and that leads us to our next matchup though vet it is the raw portion of the fatal four-way tag title qualifier for elimination chamber to face judgment day and it is the new day in kofi kingston and xavier woods versus the creed brothers versus Imperium, versus DIY, and man, I don't know, this was kind of surprising to me. I wouldn't have thought DIY would have won, but they friggin' did. I think I was probably doing dishes at the time or something, but it sounded like it was action-packed. It was actually a decent match. I won't lie, it was. It was. Every time the Creed brothers are involved in a match, I've noticed lately, it's been pretty decent, and it was. It was decent. It was better than the SmackDown portion of it, that's for sure. But still, man, DIY, I can't... St- man, I used to be a fan of Champa and, and what's his name, Gargano. I'm just so over him now, Vet. I'm just, I'm just done. DIY was dead to me the minute that they clotheslined AOP and AOP took a bump. <laughs> You're a character, Vet. Nice. Nicely played. Yeah, they've been dead for me for like every year, at the very least, probably more. But yeah, I just can't stand them, dude. But nevertheless, they win. They go on 
to Elimination Chamber. Oh no, hang on a minute. No, I'm wrong. They face pretty strong style on SmackDown for a tag title shot at Elimination Chamber. So we'll see what oh, happens there. They'll put some butts in seats. Dude, I'm not going to lie, man. I, I, I'm i still contemplating about going. It's not sold out yet, like believe it or not. I think they've sold 50,000. There's still at least 16,000 tickets they need to sell. And I won't lie, man. Without, I know Elimination Chamber is the marquee match, okay? But there's no world championship match by the looks of things so far, right? Mm-hmm. If there's not going to be no punk, we don't know if Rollins is going to be on the card, to be fair still, which he is won't. not sure. More, he probably won't, right? Because why should he risk it? You know, he'd rather wait for WrestleMania. There'll be no Roman. There'll be no Rock now suddenly, unless I'm wrong. I mean, that's a lot of big names off off the card, dude. No punk, like I said. What the fuck's the point? I mean, if they want to sell out and, you know, if they want to sell out the damn place, you need some more marquee matches. Sure, they're going to have Rhea Ripley and have her moment. But what? what? She's going to retain her World Heavyweight Championship? Big deal. Do you know what I mean? Like... I think they're just counting on the fact of, hey, look, we're doing a show here that we've never really done, so you should just come and see it regardless, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Aaron, I think you're right. I probably should stay home because it's a freaking cunt just to get to. Believe me, it really is. So right now I'm contemplating staying home, but I do want to go just for the sake of it, but it's too far, man. Perth is just on the other side of the country. Why Perth? Like McAfee said on Raw, Usually it would be, a, you know, in Melbourne or Sydney, but nope, we're going to Perth. <laughs> so it is what it is. If it was hey, in Melbourne Perth or Sydney. Is, Perth is trying to get tourism money too. I get that, but bro, Perth is the most, like, don't get me wrong, it's a nice city and all, but it's not, it's not anything on the East Coast, put it that way, okay? East Coast is where it's at. I tell you now, I've looked at forums, a lot of the Australian fans, and let's be real. Most of the population live on the East Coast, one. Two, most of the wrestling fans live on the East Coast. That's two. And three, they're all bitching, dude. Everyone is bitching. And the prices for this friggin' thing is ridiculous. The, the, the hotel cost, the, the friggin' the plane, the, the airlines are charging an arm and a leg on top of that, let alone getting tickets for the damn event. Nice stadium, though. Beautiful stadium. You, you'll like the stadium. But big fuck, it's Perth. You know what I mean? It's like the the fourth biggest city in Australia, bro. The fourth biggest city. Well, they put up Maybe the most. Do- they put up the most dough to get the event. So here we are. But that they did. So it is what it is. So I hope they Australian suffer. civil war going on. You know, <laughs> it, it, you. it doesn't exist, but it's in a civil war. Dude, I, I guarantee it'll be more people. Well, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like it'll be more people from other states that will be at this event than Perth itself. But I don't know, man. We'll see. Anyway, that leads us to the next matchup. It's another Elimination Chamber qualifier match. It is Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch. And I mean, I feel bad for Shayna, man, because I feel like she should be booked a lot better than this shit. But nevertheless, Becky Lynch defeats Shayna Baszler via pinfall to qualify for the Elimination Chamber. Cool match. Could have been better. I was expecting more from these two. But it felt kind of short, Beck. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, like an epic match or anything like that. Becky's little fishnets tore right around the ass <laughs> cheek. So anybody <laughs> wants to check that out, go check out the raw replay. But yeah, you know, it's, it's, it didn't look, it, the match wasn't 
the what the layout wasn't bad, but the execution was a little bit, you know, like that. the 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 manhandle slam didn't really look good. It, it was just a, a case of eh, them just not not being on this particular night for the most part. Well, actually, Shayna looked like she had a little more pep in her step than usual, but there was a little just just a couple of things that weren't so great. I guess it's fine. I think Becky, one of Becky's extensions came out again, too. That was funny watching the referee oh try to grab it off the mat. So, yeah. But I, I kind of agree with you on the sense that this would have meant something a little bit more for Becky if Shane had been booked instead of just as, like, in a half-ass tag team, you know? It's um, true. It's Shane is just kind of stuck in rebuild mode. So once they... Figure out what they want to do with. It. I know Triple H is probably it's like in the in his the back of his mind on his to do list. Okay, like we got to rehabilitate Shayna Baszler, but we got other shit going on that we got to deal with right now. We'll we'll get to her eventually. It's not a top priority, but we'll give her a nice match, a showcase match, even a promo beforehand. Which I mm-hmm. like the way they they show her like getting ready with the gi while she's cutting the promo. You know, I like those little touches where it's just something different rather than. Let's just stand in front. Let's just stand stock still in front of a background and say some bullshit. She was actually getting dressed while talking. So it looked a little, just, just a, those little different things are those details that help Ross stand out a little bit over SmackDown these days, just a little more dynamic presentation. So as a TV viewer, that's, it, it's something that people probably don't pick up on consciously, but subconsciously. It's not the same old shit as far as that stuff is going. So that was nice too, but Becky's got a win here. First time in the chamber. I didn't know that. They said that on commentary. She's never been in the chamber before. Becky? That's what they said. Would they lie to me? Would Michael Cole lie to us, (laughs) Jimmy? Well, well, you know, there's a possibility, but I could have sworn Becky was in the last chamber match or the one before that. Okay. Interesting. Okay. That's weird. Maybe she well, you was were wrong about time. those iconic Royal Rumbles, so I'm sure you don't have every women's elimination chamber memorized. No, no, that definitely I don't. But you refreshed my memory, and then I agreed with you. So, yeah, you're right. That That's spot on. It's funny what Aaron says in the chat, and I'm sure he's referring to Elimination Chamber. He says, the show sounds like the shows they had here in Tel Aviv in 95, where there were no stars or champions. The W is coming, so you should as well. I'm sorry for my father that he bought tickets. Well, I don't even remember like television. Duke the Dumpster versus Adam Bomb <laughs> in the main event. <laughs> you probably had Salvatore. It's time to take out the trash. Wow. I mean, shit. I don't even remember them actually touring in Tel Aviv in 95. I remember <laughs> they canceled. Yeah, I know. No, because funny enough, in 95, I remember there was supposed to be a tour down here. They canceled it, though. I, I guess bad ticket sales. Everyone was WCW crazy. Maybe at the time, not yet. Actually, ninety six yeah, was that, that time. But not in that era, what? No, no, really. I just <laughs> that threw was that the out there. Event. That'd be hilarious if it wasn't. <laughs> the no shit, Aaron. Was that really the main event, or are you trolling us? I, I I need to know this now, man. I have to know. But uh, they they no, probably just... got the the Hulk Hogan main event. They went on before intermission, <laughs> you know, so that Adam Bomb <laughs> and Duke the Dumpster could beat the traffic. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy, man. That is bad. That's pathetic if they did that. Look, I do think there will be big stars that will. I think The Rock will make the trip, the the trip down under. I mean, he actually was yeah, living in, in damage control mode. 
yeah, well, whatever the case, I do think because Perth did come out and say, what is it going to take to bring The Rock down? I do think he'll come down here. I don't think he's going to be all the stars out. I don't know about Roman or not, but does, what does this mean? And I'll get to that, actually. There's no point of getting to it now because it got me wondering, but I'll ask you when we get there. But anyway, as we said, Becky Lynch defeats Shayna Baszler to, to go on to the Elimination Chamber. Next, we get footage of Shinsuke Nakamura attacking Cody Rhodes at a house show over the weekend as they hype their bull rope match tonight. Adam Pearce then berates McIntyre in his office, fining him for his habit of attacking injured wrestlers. That's pretty funny. He'll double it if he sees Drew wearing that shirt again. Oh, come on, Pearce. McIntyre then points out that Rhea Ripley is making her entrance and looks pretty pissed as Pearce runs off to deal with that. And then that's when we see Mummy isn't swayed by the crowd chanting her name. She knows Lynch qualified for the chamber, but she doesn't care. She wants Nia Jax in the ring right now so she can rip her head off. Pierce then interrupts to say, we're not doing this right now, but he's given her Jax for the title at Elimination Chamber, and that's it. And then we see, actually, Nia Jax come to the ring. They have a good old scrap, but it seems like Nia gets the best A good old-fashioned Donnybrook, would you say? A good old-fashioned Donnybrook, bro. But uh, Nia gets the you know the best of Rhea and then goes on to slap her and say, I'll see you in Perth, bitch, or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. It's going to be Australia's own Nia Jax versus Australia's own Rhea Ripley. <laughs> you think I'm trolling? I'm being serious. <laughs> yeah. I like Rhea Ripley. Me too. I mean, I think we all do. But see, again, I'm confused. So... Going but I liked her before seen. everybody did. Hey, she was still blonde and fresh-faced and unpierced. I liked her when she was blonde. I liked her when she was blonde too. But but I know, liked her more than you. You probably did. I mean, you were covering her in NXT at the time, obviously. That's but, right, um, the young classic. Yeah, exactly. I remember that too. But what I'm confused about, excuse me, so is mommy going to be a baby face, I assume, now? Yes. Where does that leave Judgment Day, though, in all Heels. of this? Okay. Do you think there's a chance they kick her out of Judgment Day? Because, you know, she becomes a baby face, she's too big for her own good, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I don't know. I think she can be a heel and people just keep cheering her. Yeah, maybe, I guess. I mean, she hasn't done anything out of character. She just, she just doesn't <laughs> like Nia Jax and wants to fight her. That's not a baby face thing that's just a this a normal attack me thing yeah right and our truth is turning judgment day into kind of baby faces just by them being a comedy act now yeah that's true too i mean and damian priest wearing all that makeup and everything is turning them into a comedy act yeah it's like fucking michael jackson 89 (laughs) just beat a bit god damn it Okay. <laughs> anyway, what's up, Azol? Thank you for joining us, man. Thank you very much. I just want to point out also, you threw me off with that damn comment. God damn it. But now that I just remembered, is this the worst time ever now for for Damien Priest to be the money in the bank or Mr. Senor money in the bank right now? Because I feel like time's running out for him. He's got what? A few more months left to cash it in. And right now, I don't think, or any time this year, to be fair, is the right time for him to cash it. I think he's going to lose it if he cashes it. Probably will. 
I, 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 I mean, I, I just don't see a, a scenario where he gets to be a world champion of any kind. I guess you're right. I don't either right now anyway. Well, let's move on to the next matchup, shall we, though? Because, I mean, we do get a recap of damage control, but who cares? We already know about that. It is Akira Tozawa and Maxine Dupree versus Ivar and Valhalla. I mean, this is a squash match. Ivar and Valhalla defeat Akira Tozawa and Maxine Dupree via pinfall. No surprise there. Anything to really say about this match? I doubt it. I was taking the trash out to the street because it's trash day today. So I kind of didn't see what happened here. Oh, well, I don't blame you. I was taking a piss. I mean, I already knew who was going to win the match. That's not like, you know. And really, it wasn't a good match. It wasn't a bad match. It was just a squash match. So whatever. It is what it is. But that leads us to the next matchup. It is JD McDonough versus The Miz. And, dude, this felt like a squash match also. I mean, the Miz defeats McDonough via pinfall. And before, I like to point out, Truth made a bet, so he collects some money and celebrates with the Miz on stage as Tom and JD try to figure out what just happened. What did happen, Vin? Was this the one where Truth came out and was giving Judgment Day shirts to the people? He could have been, yeah. I don't know when else the Judgment Day was out there. So I, I think it, that's kind of, you know, that that was part of it. And then that's what allowed Miz to pick up the win as some some sort of I know JD was distracted by something. Cause they're they're gonna beat JD. They just wanted to give him his out. I'm but forgive me if I wasn't paying too close attention again. I may have still been gathering some trash at this point. <laughs> I don't blame you. But look, man, is is the end game truth? And Judgment Day becoming babyfaces. I mean, Truth is already a babyface, but is the end game Truth being part of Judgment Day and, say, kicking out J.D. McDonough? He's just a loser. Anyway, he's a jobber for the Judgment Day. I don't know. Maybe they'll turn them all. Maybe they can do the full. You thought a double turn at uh, WrestleMania 13 was crazy. What about a quintuple turn? Oh, God, please. Let's not go there. Well, anyway, let's move on to the next segment. There's not much to really talk about when it comes to that. We see Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci are grilling Adam Pierce to ensure everything is perfect for Gunther's celebration. Pierce assures them it is, then says he needs the room for a meeting as there's a knock on the door, Vet, and it's the wolf dog, Brian Breaker, to review the offer Pierce made him. And that's that. Then we get footage of CM Punk in surgery. But uh, so does this mean Bron Breaker is raw or we don't know yet because there is SmackDown this Friday? We don't know yet. Not only because he's got to visit both brands, but also because they don't let him say anything. Can you imagine if Bron Breaker, so you're Bron Breaker, right? Here you are. Hi, I'm Bron Breaker. And I come in and I've got to get, I've got to make a flight. And I got to rent a car and I got to drive to the building and then I drive to the building and then I sit around all day and they tell me what I'm doing. And all I'm doing is walking into a room and standing there looking smug for like 30 seconds. And then that's it. My day is done. Then I got to get back in my rental car, drive back to the hotel, go back the next day, drive to the airport, get on the plane, go back to Orlando, get in the ring and do some drills and shit like that for NXT. Jeez. So I can so I can celebrate that like he better have gotten a match on main event like that's all I can say like <laughs> if he went all the way there 
he he better have had like a, a dark match or a, a main event match or something like that. Cause because walking into a room and making a smug face for 30 seconds, that's not worth the hours and hours of time out of your life that you'll never get back. I agree. And hasn't he already made the rounds with Raw and SmackDown already? Why does he need to do it again? Like because I don't know. Because WWE, right? I mean, just like the comments. Yeah, where's Todd say. Brantley in here? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't even give a wolf. Yeah. Not even a wolf, bro. What and the whole thing is with him and Baron Corbin, they've been definitely trying to play up Braun's comedic chops or his improv abilities and stuff like that. So he's been trying to work on having a personality other than just yelling at people. And he doesn't even get to showcase that. He gets to just stand there silently. Well, Adam Pierce ad libs some stuff about here's uh, the contract I gave <laughs> the waste. And, and speaking of a waste, right? Where's Jade Cargill been since the Royal Rumble? Oh yeah, good point. I haven't actually. She's been out of sight, out of mind since the Rumble. I'm not going to lie. She was the original person to just come in and stand there and say nothing. You know, True. like now now Braun's got her spot, and she's I just mean, off TV. Like you mean to tell me she can't even make an appearance? Yeah, I mean, are they waiting possibly for after Mania to bring Fuck her in? that. You put her in the Rumble. You asked for it. Now you got to deliver. True. You know, no one told you to put her in the Rumble. So now we need her on television. I can see them going with the Raw after Mania to debut her, man. Why not just, look, you don't have to, you don't have to put her out there in like a 20-minute clinic every week. But can she like go around backstage and interact with people? Could she go to like the Alpha Academy and say, oh, what you guys doing working out? I do a little bit of that myself or just whatever. Just do something. Let her walk into Judgment Day and talk to our truth Let's just, can we just have people on the show, please? You know, please. <laughs> it's true. But you know them. I'm telling you, it's going to be the Raw after Mania unless she's a surprise entrant in the Elimination Chamber, possibly, which wouldn't surprise me. I would hate for that to be my debut match. I mean, she has to win it if they do do that, but more than likely they won't, but we'll see. I'm still going to stick with the Raw after Mania because I could just see him doing that just because. Lazy um, as hell. But it, lazy as hell, I agree. And like I said, I wasn't even thinking about it, but yeah, you're right. Next, we see Kaiser and Vinci in the ring to introduce Daringaral, which is the ring Daringa. general. Well, in German slash Austrian, oh. it's Daringaral. You know, you know, you know what I mean, Vic. Come on, the Ring General for the latest celebration of his historic Intercontinental Title reign. All the Imperium lads look very spiffy, though, uh, Vet, in their black casual mm -hmm. suits. And mm -hmm. Gunther has a big smile on his face as he gets a microphone. To the surprise of nobody, he's here celebrating the jubilee of six hundred days as Intercontinental Champion. But to be honest, he appreciates it. Ludwig then setting, setting this up, but he doesn't want it anymore. 700 days, 1,000 days. He's been the greatest IC champ of all time, will never change. In fact, he's running out of competition. There is no man here who's worthy of challenging him for this title until we hear the yeets. And as Jay Uso is here, as Pat McAfee gets on the table and is bouncing with all of St. Louis. Anyway... Gunther gets it, you know, simple gestures for the simple audience, which made me laugh. He reminds also that he eliminated him from the Rumble. Jay says he means no disrespect and puts over the Ringarau's credentials. 
Gunther then replies by listing Jay's tag team records, then says, and you only had to put in 50% of the work, which made me laugh also. Good line. True. Good line. Very good line. But Jay responded with another great line, I felt, with Jay replying that Gunther's about to get all of this work and states his intention to end the big Austrian's reign. And he also goes on to say that, you know, he's the longest reigning tag team champion in history, main event at WrestleMania, you know, the whole spiel. The champ congrats Jay on finally stepping out of his family's shadow, but he's going to wish for the good old days when people couldn't tell him couldn't tell him and his brother apart, which was a great line also. A shoulder shove from the champ prompts Uso to attack, but Imperium's numbers went out. And then we get the new day to make the save, and that's that. I like this segment a lot, as a matter of fact. Vet, I thought this was probably better than the opening segment. Actually, it was. Yeah, well, I mean, look, if you want to talk about me being on top of the industry for, you know, at least half a decade at a time, all the time, you know, way back when he was Fat Walter and WXW, <laughs> I was telling everybody, you need to watch out for this guy. Fat Walter, and, huh? uh, Yep. Remember Fat Walter? I do. Yep. I was like, this guy's got it. He's going to be something as long as he wants to. Back then, he said he never wanted to move to the United States. He said he never wanted to sign with WWE. And of course, now fast forward, he's done both of those things, <laughs> but he hasn't gotten worse. He's actually gotten better. He's gotten in much better shape. He's gotten much better on the microphone. Not that he was ever really bad, but you know, in indie shows, you don't talk that much. So no, he didn't really have an true. opportunity, right? He's been good since the indies. He's been good since NXT UK. He's been good since NXT and he's good now and he's only getting better. And what I don't like, even though I liked all of this stuff, what I don't like is the idea that, you know, Jay Uso might win. I definitely think it's important to keep Walter undefeated because that, mm. that undefeated streak is going to come in handy later down the line. We may not know exactly when yet, but you'll know when it's the right time to pull the trigger. And this is not that time. A random Jay Uso is not the guy to be the one in, you know, however many and, and one, you know, like the old Brock Lesnar. The one in it. one. Right. Yeah. The, he, he's not gonna, he should not be the guy just to get him to just, just to do this for Jay Uso. It's not going to help Jay Uso, but you could take it anytime. Somebody's got an unbeaten streak. That's good booking. That that's good booking fuel or fodder or whatever you want to say, because whatever you put that up against, there's stakes there now, right? So if he goes, let, let's just say, for example, Roman Reigns, he's the champion versus Walter, who hasn't been defeated. Something's got to give, right? Right, right. Either, either, either we're going to get a first loss or we're going to get a title loss or whatever. So that's exciting because you don't know what's going to happen. If Jey Uso has beaten Walter once for the Intercontinental title, it's that you you lose all that so not that it's going to end his career or anything but i'm just saying it's everything's that much better you know when a streak is on the line it's kind of like things like that have boxing. happened with the undertaker right like yeah that you know the streak once you've ended the streak now the streak doesn't mean anything or like remember back when oh you know this may sound this is very timely a timely reference remember when CM Punk was like a record-setting WWE champion, and then Rihanna The Rock Day. just came in right, and beat yeah. him. 
at Elimination Chamber, as a matter of fact, if I remember right. The Rock, the Rock just came in and beat CM Punk and took his belt. Sure. And then they were like, oh, by the way, CM Punk, you're working with The Undertaker at WrestleMania this year. So now you've got nothing to go up against the streak. You you either had you had you had title you had title reign versus streak on the table. The Rock comes in, ruins everything, and then you just had a meaningless match against CM Punk with The Undertaker, which you knew The Undertaker was going to win because why wouldn't he? That was back when we never thought the streak would end, and it sure didn't end that day. So thanks, Rock. See what I mean when I says he has a history of showing up and ruining everything. And he has a history of showing up around this time too, funny enough, mm-hmm. which is just, just right for, you know, WrestleMania season, correct? I mean, shit. So my point is, keep that Walter undefeated streak, please. Well, like this says, any Walter is a fantastic Walter. And he sure. did find a wife and baby once he moved to the US also. So yeah, Shout outs right to Ginny. Damn. <laughs> we had to lose Ginny well. in the ring. Oh, well, I mean, but... Gunther got her in the ring, if you know, if you know uh, what I mean. <laughs> got her in that other four-cornered uh, apparatus. <laughs> anyway, Aaron says, but is it really? But it's unrealistic as nobody can remain undefeated. Yeah, you can. Why is it unrealistic? Of course you can. Floyd Mayweather still hasn't been defeated, <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. supposedly real life. So come on. But the yeah, point, yeah. The, the point I'm saying is, he's undefeated until you need him not to be. So I'm saying don't waste the undefeated streak on fucking Jey Uso. Okay, one half of a twin tag team. Don't do that. But now that you said that, Ben, I can see them pulling the chip. Like, when is this match supposed to happen? Is it going to be at Elimination Chamber? It's going to be at WrestleMania on the grandest stage of them all. Of course it is. Main event Jey Uso versus the ring girl. (laughs) Sorry, Ben, you fucking funny guy. The ring girl. (laughs) <laughs> you're a character bro anyway yeah it's the ringarel but yeah I, i'll go with the ringarel Ringarel. <laughs> <laughs> that is too good anyway next we see shinsuke nakamura cutting a promo in japanese of course on cody promising pain and shame in their bull rope match tonight he hears people saying we want kare but no 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 he want kare as he says. Uh, yeah, <laughs> come on. Hey, Jimmy, do you think that you think they write an English promo and give it to Nakamura and tell him <laughs> to translate it? That wouldn't surprise me, actually. Or do you I mean, think that's the only way? Yeah, or, or, or do you think he tells them what he wants to say and they write English for it? Or well, a mix? Well, I'm hoping he's the one that kind of, you know, is the guy that writes his own promo because they possibly can't write it in Japanese, obviously, unless they have someone that can do it for him. But- well, you know what it seems like to me, honestly? It seems like it seems like it's a white guy that's trying to write a promo in the style of translated subtitles. Because the way that right. the way that the way that the, the the promos are written on the screen, it's like somebody's idea of like trying to sound like a like a martial arts movie or something. <laughs> they don't, well, he does, he's not talking like, he's not talking like the way a, a person would talk. He's talking like the way a person would think a Japanese translation would talk. If that makes sense. It does make sense. But and he's slightly, I understand enough Japanese to know that he slightly is not saying it exactly. 
it's the same gist of it, but you know, I, so anyway, I, I just pointed that out. Well, you're lucky that, uh, they haven't done the, you know, the ad libbing, the dubbing, if, the dubbing, right. Where it's like, you're Cody. The kind Tai. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Remember that? Speaking of kind Tai, have you heard of Funaki's son? Apparently he's getting into the wrestling business. Oh, shit. Ah, shit. Look out for Kai and Tai part two. I mean, don't be surprised. I don't know. I haven't seen him. I just heard it on the podcast. But anyway, I have no idea what that'll be in it. Look, maybe they got AI to, to do it for, you know. Yeah, it could be. You Don't be Have you noticed that they did, they used AI for WB 2K24, for example? Was it you that told me that? I don't know. Someone told me that, but it's true. They did, but which is quite interesting. But speaking of Japan and Japanese, next we do see the Kabuki Warriors in Asuka and Kari Sane, who are your champions, by the way, versus Katana Chance and Kaden Carter for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. The K-Sounds, exactly. But unfortunately for you, Vet, K-Sounds lost Mm. to the K-Warriors again. Well. What's up with that? They're seasoned veterans, and they can't... (laughs) They can't be defeated by a couple of simple ravers, even though they are the greatest women's tag team of all time. They're just not as strong as the Kabuki Warriors, unfortunately. Uh, they're not. Yeah, this this match I felt bad for them because they were working hard, but the crowd didn't care until like maybe like the very very end they cared a little bit. But yeah, they were you know they weren't they weren't buying the K sounds really. St. Louis wasn't, so that that was kind of sucks. And and I hate when that happens to inexperienced people because they try to get the crowd by screaming. They're like, come on, you know, like, yeah. and, and it's just, it's not going to work if they, if they don't like you, like That's- Cody could look at those people and just like raise his eyebrows a little bit and they'll go nuts. <laughs> and th- those girls could bust their ass and the people would just, man, you know, so sometimes it is what it is and you can't do anything about it. The match was okay. I love, Oscar and Kyrie, I love them so much. Me too. And I'm and I'm fans of the K Sounds. I'm proud of the progress they made. So we'll see where they go from here. But I don't really think it hurts them not to win, just because of how it's no, because it just because how established. You know, like if they were if they were trading the belts back and forth with like Natalia and and Please. Tegan Knox or Please. or like Piper and Chelsea or something like that, then you could be <laughs> like, yeah, this kind of hurts. But these two, these two women, yeah, they they're they're the best. They can beat anybody. It doesn't hurt them. Well, Elizabeth says AI is the downfall of society. I don't know, man. There's pluses and negatives, obviously, for AI. But I kind of like it for some things. But anyway, Aaron Ben Shlomo thinks Asuka is too cartoony. Ah. Uh, I mean, she's essentially playing her Kana character in many ways from Japan. I mean, she was always Kana in Japan. But, yeah, I look. Does she overdo her sort of Asuka? You know what I mean? Does she overdo it, man, a little bit, especially these days? I don't think so. Mm. I like it. Yeah. I like Kyrie too, because she's a little more subtle. I love that about her. She's 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 still doing funny things if you watch her, like, in the background. She's always doing something funny, but she's not really like playing it up like Asuka. Asuka's playing it up. She's doing she's doing it big. She's doing maybe ever since she's she's been around, she it seems like she's 
trying to play it up and be bigger, you know, because she knows that the showmanship is a huge part of American wrestling. So she's got that from Absolutely. day one. Absolutely. Well, see, I've got my Kari Sane autograph card right there, dude. Ooh. Yeah. Princess. The pirate princess, old school. Not really, but you know what I mean. But anyway, yeah, look, I love both of these women. Obviously, they're two of my favorites in women's wrestling, period. Never, well, that also brings me up, and I want to ask you. I know you guys will talk about it tomorrow, but did you see, I'm assuming you've already watched the NXT Vengeance PLE, right? Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you about the matches because there's no point. You and Big Ray will touch on that tomorrow over at HMG slash Channel Attitude. But I just want to ask, did you see that little teaser, that little video, whatever the hell it was? You think that's for Julia or for Okada? People are speculating that it's Okada. I, I think it's for Julia, but that's just me. Has nothing to do with Okada. Look, if Okada ever even steps foot in NXT, that's going to be a worse decision than The Rock replacing Cody at WrestleMania. I agree. No, you can't. You cannot even allow him to to see those doors unless unless he's just coming in just to work out and stuff like that. You know, before he to 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 stay in ring shape or just to meet everybody. You know, like CM Punk was in nxt he's been hanging around nxt it doesn't mean he's on their program wrestling you know so like if he shows up at the performance center that's fine you can't bring a star of that magnitude in like that that's an absolute death julia on the other hand much less world renowned and probably needs a little bit of because as good as she is she's more of a star than she is like a great amazing wrestler so she I needs, agree. I agree she needs the work, she needs the work and she can get reacquainted with people there much in the same way that Oscar did. Obviously Oscar had already had a full career by the time she showed up in NXT, but they were able to use her. Now. Yeah. They were able to use her as a draw, right? Uh, absolutely. And, and Julia can maybe be that, especially since they've NXT's talked about going back on the road and doing some shows. So you, if you build up Julia correctly, you can use her as a draw in that way. Maybe the, on the other hand, this vignette that you're talking about, like I kind of didn't like, I saw it, but I didn't see it. So I couldn't really speculate on who it's supposed to be for. Look, it was a bunch of nothing. It was just a black screen with words and really it had nothing to do with Julia or yeah, something about faces. Everybody has three faces right. or whatever. Yeah. I, I didn't get it. It was a bunch of bumbo jumbo. It could have been any, yeah, it could be anybody, but I think, the rumors are pretty strong with Julia. You know, I think it will be her that they're referring to. But Aaron thinks, you know, Jimmy said, don't really don't give him too much credit. But they're not AEW, Aaron. They don't usually do silly, silly shit like AEW would, right? At least generally they're hinting with what you think it's going to be. And generally it is. You know what I mean? Remember, remember, this WWE is in the process of like, you know, turning the ship around. Exactly. They still having to clean up messes that were left from years before. 100. They're not that stupid, Aaron. Come on now. (laughs) You know what I mean? But anyway, we'll see who that is. We could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I'm leaning towards And and Tony has a big announcement on Wednesday. That could Uh, be Okada too, you know? It could be. And if it is, dude, I'll be so disappointed if he goes AEW. I'm not going to lie, bro. I feel like he needs to like... Make that a, move to WWE. A la carte, Jimmy. A la carte. I know. Hey, look, 
It's better. He's a for delicious us. Okada, no matter where he ends up. It's much better for us, absolutely. If he's in AEW, because you know, after the collision, we sift through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wreckage. <laughs> that wreckage. <laughs> that wreckage. <laughs> exactly. But still, he's been there, done that. I want to see him in WWE. And, you know, it, I just think he'd be such a star if if used right. And I don't think Triple H would actually screw him over. I think he'd give him every chance to succeed. But truth be told, Vet, and let's be honest, right, as much as we love Japanese wrestling, 95% of the WWE audience, right, or actually 95% of the Western wrestling audience probably don't know who the fuck Okada is. I mean, let's be honest. That's man. not true. That's not you true. Don't, you don't agree? No, it's a much lower percentage than that. It's like, hmm. I would venture to say it's probably closer in the 65 to 70 range. Don't know who he is. He's got wow. a, he's got quite a presence in, if, if nothing else, than reputation. Obviously there's a lot of people who probably never watch any of his matches, but they've heard oh, of sure. him and that yeah. usually doesn't happen. Usually it- they're like, who the fuck is this guy? No, everybody knows the name even if they've never seen him before or couldn't pick him out of a lineup so that's already different but would he realistically push the needle i mean let's be honest i mean who pushes the needle Fair like point. what what kind of ratings are these shows still getting no matter who's on it it's true i mean the rock ain't pushing right. the needle yeah what was smackdown cm punk ain't really pushing the needle he's put he's pushing it a little bit but not in like a major way and then whatever yeah, it look, does, it's it not about matter. the ratings it's not even about the ratings. The, the point is here's the thing that everybody forgets because i i see a lot of people talk about this like oh so-and-so is not a star or so-and-so doesn't move the needle or so-and-so blah 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 and they see the ratings come out and people are like see they didn't move the needle or, or whatever but this is the thing wwe is it's called a wrestling promotion Mm-hmm. Their job is to sign the talent and make the talent known to everybody. It's not their job. Yeah. It's not the talent's job necessarily. Obviously, the talent has their end of the bargain, but WWE is supposed to sign people and get you to know them. That's their job. It's called promotion. What do you think the word promotion means? <laughs> it's, it's spot on. You're right. That's why you're the vet. I mean, come yeah. on. Not so right. if it's he's not, job. if Okada's not a big enough star now, then the WWE's going to take take him and make him one. Let's hope so, and let's hope they do. If he ends up there, but we'll see. Time will tell. That that leaves us to uh, where are we next? It is. We saw some Kabuki Warriors last, I think. Yes, we did, and they defeated you know K Sounds. But next we see. Well, what's this? Apparently, because I missed this bit. But we get a bit more hype for the Rock Talk and announcements of two matches for next week, Imperium versus Jey Uso and New Day and R-Truth versus J.D. McDonough. Cool. Who cares? Wait, are we getting all this at Thursday's presser? Really? No. Okay, hang on. It says also... Okay, no. They're probably... They're put it, they're, it. I think they're billboarding next week's matches and they're also telling you about that thing on Thursday from Las Vegas. Right, I thought they were booking matches for that thing in Vegas. I'm surprised it's going to be on at 7 p.m. Eastern. It's a bit late for a presser, don't you think? I don't know. Maybe they're uh, yeah. maybe they don't want to they they want to make sure everybody has enough time to get in and watch Impact. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe you threw me off again there, bit nice. 
Well, look, I think there's going to be a lot of shenanigans. Obviously, this one's going to be pure kayfabe, I think, compared to their usual, you know, after event presses. But uh, we'll see. I'm actually going to watch it. I'm kind of looking forward to it just to see what Triple H's got to say about all this bullshit going on. But anyway, that leads us to the main event, and this could be the quickest Raw review I think we've ever done, dude. Good. I mean, three-hour show in just over an hour? I mean, come on. And we we're, still talked about other stuff for 15 minutes. I know. We talked about The Rock and Cody for 15 minutes. Absolutely incredible. I did say we'll breeze through it, so here we are. We've breezed it. And that leads us to the main event, which is Cody Rhodes versus Shinsuke Nakamura in a bull rope match. And, dude, there was blood, there was bull ropes, and Cody defeats Nakamura once again. <laughs> was there blood or was there Yeah, mist? there was. There was a lot of blood. Oh, you know what, dude? If there was mist, mist, I missed it. Okay. Well, you missed the I mist? Saw, I must have missed the mist because I saw red. Can you not use red mist for crying out loud? Mister, you must have missed the mist. Don't miss the mist. <laughs> so he Mister? got missed, and that's what it was? Really? That's what it, I, I I mean, if he if he bled on top of the mist, but it was both red, so I don't know. It was well, the same bull rope that Dusty used against superstar Billy Graham <laughs> in 1977. And he's been, <sighs> Dusty Rhodes has been using the same raggedy bull rope with duct tape on it and a rusty bell and everything. And so Shinsuke's got to get checked for hepatitis now and <laughs> all this other stuff. But yes, historic bull rope. Ben, are we getting, you know, like on WB 2K, the video game where we get. Is that one of the uh, new modes? Ambulance yeah, match? Yeah, bull yeah. rope match? Bull rope match. Well, have they even got that yet? I don't think they do, actually. You're right. It's time be. to take out the trash i mean it's time <laughs> to put in the bull rope match maybe we need stan hansen with the bull rope swinging like a madman but um that's right so for 2k 20 what is it 25 now or 24 24 <laughs> since when do you put the current year in your title it's always supposed to be the next year right i know it confuses me dude i'm not gonna lie it actually does confuse me well anyway yeah, 2K24 is we gotta have we gotta add Duke the Dumpster Drozzy in the Legends. <laughs> we gotta add Adam Bomb in the Legends, and oh, we gotta yes. add the bull rope match, and we gotta add the Tel Aviv Arena. Okay, so we, we can <laughs> recreate Aaron Ben Shlomo's childhood. Cause nobody loves 2K more than Aaron Ben Shlomo. So we yeah. have to do this right for him. So everybody forget the we want Cody hashtags. We want dumpster hashtags. Okay. <laughs> get that, get that so that 2K is, is so it's trending, but we need to make this happen. <laughs> we want Tel Aviv, hashtag Tel Aviv as well. Mm -hmm. Tel Aviv Arena, whatever. Tel, it's called. Tel Aviv, telephone, tele wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. Come on. It's funny. <laughs> oh, he's loving it right now. <laughs> oh, this, we just turned this into a show for one man on earth. <laughs> yeah. Liz says it was the miss. Thank you, Liz. He says, give me three faces of Terry Runnels and I'm happy. <laughs> and I'm happy. Alexandra York, Marlena, and Terry Runnels. <laughs> and Terry Runnels, yeah. And can we get a PMS as well, Terry Runnels? Oh. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> PMS, pal. God. That was Jesus. so stupid. Exactly. Tell me that was uh, a, that was a Russo one, right? That, that sounds like him. That was definitely a Russo. <laughs> it was different pretty mean sisters bro yes <laughs> pms it's hilarious <laughs> you know what's funny i don't know if you caught uh jago just got back to me and he sent me the invite to the stream yard that's why we got stream yard 
the way it is. God damn it! Yeah, anyway, this, this is the it. this is the Braun Breakers trunk streamer. <laughs> it's the Ben Ben friggin' bum streamer. But anyway, by faces that is a DLC. Yes, Aaron, it is. There's something I was meant to point out. Now I forgot. It's funny because I text Jago not to do that, but even though it surprised me, but to join us on the raw review. But he got back to me a bit too late. Well, Azol says apparently now we can finally throw weapons in WWE 2K24. What do you mean throw weapons? Like, you know, like oh, when RVD would throw the chair at a guy, like he did it. Yeah, he did to uh, who did he throw that chair? Do who that? was it that match? He's done it to plenty of people, dude. Yeah, I know, but I, I was just just because it it was just on. Um, oh, swerve, swerve. Yeah. Yes, that was so. Mm, it was not a bad match for what it was, but uh, yeah, I mean RVD is just. I mean, he looks good, but he's getting a bit old. You know what I mean? You don't get better or something by not doing it. That's true. But anyway, back to the bull rope match, Vet. That's right. His his father's original bull rope. His father's original. <laughs> like I said, we're getting a live showcase. That'll be showcase with Cody. Are they putting him through the ringers, dude? So we're going to have a cage match possibly next week against, I don't know. Whoever is they throw at him next, maybe Nakamura again. Before you know, I mean, yeah, I don't, that? I don't think here's a problem with Cody, right? So we've we've said lots of nice things about how Cody needs to finish the story and everything. That's the right? bad ones now. <laughs> but that's what's it's, it's we're not we're you know I don't know how you personally feel about Cody like as a fan, as a fan like I can take or leave him like uh, whatever it's Cody whatever. It's when I say he needs to finish the story, I'm just saying the same way I laid out the Rocky analogy, right? Like the story the right you thing wrote, to do. Right. yeah, the story you wrote has a certain ending. If you don't deliver that ending, it's just a bad story. That's all I'm saying. It could have been anybody. You could have wrote the story for anybody. You chose to write it for Cody. That wasn't my choice. That wasn't the fan's choice. That was your choice. And when you start telling that story, you need to finish that story. You cannot just change the ending and make the ending to a different story without upsetting everybody, right? Uh, and I and like I spelled that out with the Rocky thing. It's like if Rocky doesn't go the distance at the end, and instead Apollo knocks him out in the first round, and Adrian Adrian leaves with another man, then that's not the ending to that story that you were telling us. That's a different movie that's, entirely so that's a whole different adrian at the end right yeah no, <laughs> yeah so, so yeah yeah so like so that's all i'm saying but as like, here's what i don't like about cody's run cody has these like rivalries but they're completely one-sided he beat yeah. seth rollins three times in a row he beat nakamura this is like the fourth time in a row so like a rivalry is supposed to have like at least a little bit of give and take like you got to lose one at some point. The only person that got one on Cody was Brock. It's the only True. person. I am surprised that Brock got that <laughs> <laughs> the way things were going. So, so yeah, Cody's rivalries end up tending to make the other person look like bad. Right. I, I know agree. they're meant to make him look strong, but I'm not saying you have to beat Cody. I'm just saying, don't have him beat the same guy so many times. Right. <laughs> like, let, the, let him beat him once and move right? on. Just, you know, and, and he should not have beat Seth Rollins with one arm and hell in a cell because that makes Seth Rollins unrealistic, look terrible. Yeah, it's stupid. It's yeah. So, and, and that gives a chance for Rollins to get some heat because Rollins was supposed to be a heel at that time. So now he doesn't even get the heat 
to be able to brag about beating a one-armed guy and everybody would be like, you know, oh, fuck you, Seth Rollins. You know he was injured. We all saw it. You shouldn't be proud of it. Boo, boo. You're wearing women's clothes. Boo. Like, you know, that, that we didn't even get that. Somehow Rollins came out as a baby face in all this. So, you know, so it, you turn Rollins face because he had sympathy for not being able to beat anybody. Now look where we are. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's weird. So I really, I really kind of like, am disappointed that they choose Nakamura. It's nice that they can have good matches and everything, but Nakamura losing four times in a row. It's like, okay, now what for him kind of leaves him, you know, you know, who does Co Cody Rhodes think he is the rock? So <laughs> well, Cena, super Cena. I mean, it's super Cody at yeah. this point. He hardly loses. At least, at least Cena these days doesn't win matches like that. He's gone. He's gone too far the other direction. I'm like, God damn. Can Cena win one match? Like, <laughs> See, True. which is exactly what I said should have happened a long time ago when everybody Weird. was booing John Cena. It's like, you got to get sympathy. Let people beat you for a change. 100% agree with you. And uh, Chris Willen wants to know, was Andrade on Raw? I skipped through more than half of the show. I hope he doesn't get the ricochet treatment. Any word on him on or Strowman either? Strowman, no. And as far as Andrade, I'm pretty sure he signed with SmackDown this past Friday on SmackDown. Did he? He did. I'm sure of it. I saw it. He did. I'm did pretty you? sure. Did yes, I did. did you I did. It? I did. I saw it. He's okay. like, I cannot sign with SmackDown in my mask, as Chris would say. <laughs> Shout out to Chris. And my wife. <laughs> and my wife. He was getting him ready and fishing him up. I'm pretty sure they're going to put him on SmackDown anyway. I did see it because, let's be honest, his wife is on SmackDown, so that puts him on SmackDown. And as far as Strowman, I have no idea what, what's going on with him. He should be ready by this point, right? Yeah, nobody wants Strow Braun Strowman. Huh? And I'm one of Brown, them. Brown Strongman, <laughs> as, uh, as Jim Cornette calls him. <laughs> Brown Strongman. Now, the best is when he says Zangief from Street, <laughs> from street Fighter. <laughs> Zangief. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. Don't Zangrief. disparage the great. The great wrestler is Zangrief uh, by comparing him to Brown Strongman. <laughs> Cornette makes me laugh, man. He's he's one of the best. Absolutely. Lucky we're not on channelattitude.com saying that, but you know. <laughs> mm. Anyway, Liz says he's got a catchy entrance music we can sing along to. That's true, but she could be talking so about what? any number of guys there. She oh, she may have been talking about Nakamura. She could have been was. talking about Cody. She could have been talking about Seth. Seth Franklin Rollins, another Jim Cornette classic. <laughs> and Aaron wants to know, I do not understand what is the problem with one roster to all shows, and you never know who will show up. I agree. I prefer them together also, but that's not what we have. But then again, we're seeing Raw and SmackDown superstars coming on each other's shows anyway. It's, we're getting that already, Aaron. I mean, come on. Wild card, bitches. Yeah. Soon we're going to have the super show. What were they used to call it? Raw Super Show, whatever yeah, the, the, the Super <laughs> SmackDown and Raw Super Show. So dumb. Get the fuck so out of here. Dude, okay, look. Whatever you want to do, you can make it work. They're just bad at it. Like, you can yeah. make a split roster work, and you can make a combined roster work. But Absolutely. neither one of them that is working. to it. Right, because they don't stick to it 100%. You know what I mean? That's the problem, dude. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. But you're also going to have people that's like, well... These are our biggest stars, and we want as many eyeballs at all times. But that's why. See, that's what that's what championships should be about. 
Right. Like a champion should always be able to float between the shows. I'll and then cool you could get rid of some belts and you, you could consolidate belts, you know, and then you can have, if you want somebody that's such a big star that they can be on raw and SmackDown, then give them a belt and then they can do that. I mean, if they're that good of a star, they should get a belt. Right. So, you know, one, one major title, one mid card title, one set of tag team titles. And those are the people that can go back and forth. Yeah. Well, it's all about marketing and, and, and money, man. That's the reason why we got belts on both brands and whatnot. You know what I mean? It's to make money. Yeah, but you can fans. make a belt, dude, that that's bullshit because you can make a belt anytime you want for the fans to buy. You don't need to make it a real championship, dude. When did, how much was that Bray Wyatt, the fiend championship? What was that? Like 6,500 bucks or something like that. Yeah. But that's because the, did that ever appear on television? no I'm, no so they just right. made it for people to buy so you can make any damn thing you want if we're talking about money and merchandising it doesn't have to be part of the actual show you know what i mean look all i'm Fair saying point. is everybody sucks at everything except me and i'm a genius that's all i'm trying to say <laughs> but it's so simple yeah moose that's the, that's the arn anderson i don't want to toot my own horn but toot yeah. toot actually speaking of arn anderson did you did you check? Did you manage to check out Undertaker's Pop Four? Oh, like a Mount Rushmore deal? He's Mount Rushmore, dude. And get mm. this, Arn Anderson was in his Mount Rushmore. What the hell? Yeah, well, everybody has their own idea of a Mount Rushmore, so I'm not going to disparage his. The Rock was also part of that. Stone Cold wasn't. Ric Flair was another one. I can't remember the last one. I'll Rock, get back Rick to you. Flair, Arn Anderson, and. Not himself. Oh, I can't remember the last one, dude. Uh, doesn't matter. Someone will know in the chat. I'm pretty sure. Also, there's something I feel bad for Aaron. But he says, I want shows in Israel as well. In the eyes of WWE, we do not exist. Well, Aaron, you got to show him the money. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all about the money. Now, I don't know what you got to do, but write to your local council, your local government, whatever, your state government. I, think, I don't know I how think it works. the Israeli government's busy right now. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. But that's what you got to do. The, the way these all work now, Aaron, essentially everyone bids for all these PLEs, man. You know what I mean? And whoever's the highest bidder gets the PLE. That's basically how it is. I know it sucks, but it's that would be smart like that, dude. They've managed to somehow, you know, make all these cities around the world bid for this shit. I mean, look how many international PLEs we have this year already. After Australia, we've got fucking, all right, they've come to Australia. They've already done a few PLEs here in the past, but, you know, they've never done one in Germany, I don't think. So that's a first this year. And also France for Backlash, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing a France one. France not known as like a hotbed of pro wrestling for sure. <laughs> no. But again, it's all about the money. They must have put up the money and that's all that matters. So regardless if it's a hotbed or not, I bet you it will still sell out though. Yeah, I mean, there's there's fans everywhere, everywhere in the world, but everywhere, dude. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you can get a live show all the time. So, the world's no, a big all. place. In case everybody doesn't know, <laughs> that's true. I know. Th but, I yeah. know some people think parts of it don't exist, but they actually do. I wonder how many people are going to take that flight to Perth, right? That are in From WWE overseas? that really believe that Australia is not real, and then they're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you know. 
Who, who knows? Maybe Katana Chance is a flat earther and she's going to find uh, out like, you know, like, who knows? I'm just throwing a no. name out there. Don't everybody bury Katana Chance. I just threw a fir- the first name that came out. Well, no, well, yeah, don't. He's just saying that. She didn't actually say that. So just saying. But if she was a flat earther, I'd be so disappointed though, dude. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. She's flat. flat she's not a flat earther. <laughs> I love Katana Chance. She's one half of the greatest oh, women's tag team of all time. What's with you today? You're on fire with the jokes, bro. You're killing it with the jokes today. It's fucking I told funny you I'm hell. a genius and the greatest person <laughs> to ever do it. No shit. You're throwing me off every time. Anyway, I think that covers everything, man. We're pretty much just talking now for the hell of a Cody won the match, by the way, in case you weren't, won the match. you weren't clear about my, my tirade of him beating everybody. Yeah, exactly. I mean, is anything else we really need to say? There's nothing more we can say about Raw. Yeah, but, overall, um, I, I I think Raw is a much more even at three hours. Raw is somehow a much more watchable show. Uh, because even the stuff that even the stuff that I don't personally care about, it feels like the show is caring about it. Like like it it gets its own moment. You know, either this tag team fatal four way. It's a tag team fatal four way, and and whoever wins this, it's important. Whereas, I felt like in years past, matches like this would go on in the background, and they'd just be talking about whatever. The announcers wouldn't care, the fans wouldn't care, nobody cared, and then it's like, oh, these guys won. Well, on to the next thing. But Raw actually has a little bit of gravity. It has a little bit of importance. They give time to certain segments where guys can talk, like the opening thing with Cody, Drew, and Seth. Or the thing with Walter and Jay and all these things. Like Raw is focusing on having nice talking segments with guys that can talk, having decent matches in the mid card, and building you up to a main event that they're trying to get you excited to see the main event so it finishes strong. Um, So Raw is definitely making improvements. As a comparison, SmackDown feels like it's phoned in. Um, Not even counting what happened this past Friday, but just in episodes recently, it's like, SmackDown just feels very phoned in and full of filler recaps. Cause like I said on oh, the right. I've like I said on the the wreckage, I cannot fit a two-hour collision into my lunch break, my one hour lunch break at work, but I can easily fit a two-hour SmackDown into my lunch break, which means there's a lot of skippable stuff on there. So that's kind of lazy and bad, but eh whatever like i said they're in the process of turning the ship around so you know once they get all this let's just let's just call it let's call all the drama like once the dust settles from all Mm -hmm. this drama maybe six months eight months a year from now maybe we're looking at next wrestlemania by the time they're kind of in a groove WWE is the potential to be really cooking by this time next year fuck yeah i agree absolutely agree I mean, and Raw will they? Feel like that's a different thing. But do they have the potential? They definitely have the the talent. Uh, so, and and if we're talking about the talent that they have in house, and we're talking about doing deals with other promotions and bringing in other people and stuff like that, we could be seeing a lot of interesting things coming. Yeah, no, I agree, and it feels uh, it's going to sound weird or silly to a few people, but Raw particularly. Feels like must watch TV suddenly. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the energy of the show is so different now to SmackDown. It's bizarre. 
And you know what? Three hours doesn't really feel like three hours as much as it used to. You know what I mean? Sure, it's still three hours and it could do with a two-hour show, but it doesn't yeah. feel as much filler. The filler, they've managed to actually do good shit when usually there'd be filler. Like, for example, the, the Jey Uso, uh Walter fucking promo was magnificent. Like, I loved it. You know what I mean? And, and put it this way too, Jimmy, you got all this stuff and we still left people off the show. Yeah. So they actually have more people that they could be doing stuff with and they don't even have enough time in the three hours. Uh, of course, you could give shorter segments and more people, but I'm just saying, like, they're not trying to stretch the three hours like they used to. They're actually having trouble getting everybody in on three hours <laughs> to true. the point that Braun Breaker has to just walk in and smile and he can't even talk. Well, like you said earlier, the fact that they've flown him in just to do that is pretty fucking stupid. But yeah, or, or all those six women watching the tag team match on the monitor, like, <laughs> yeah, here's your well, payday. I mean, shit. If they got paid like they usually get paid, I mean, I wouldn't be complaining if I was either one of them. But still, you could have done more. But yeah, look, Raw feels like must watch. SmackDown feels. I don't know what they're doing with SmackDown at this point. It feels like dude, two writing teams. Dude, CM Punk was at SmackDown. Was he? Yes. Because Kyrie posted a picture with him. So he was there. It's okay. like, dude, if you're going to make the trip, hey, throw a mic at his hand, please. Right. Just, yeah, just make sure he holds it with the left arm. <laughs> yeah, good point. Man, you know what's funny, though? I bet you he would have been more than happy to come down to SmackDown either. I bet you they didn't even ask him to do that. No, he's he's showing up to work just like he did yeah. in AEW. He used to do like every job at AEW. I was surprised if CM Punk wasn't sweeping the floors in the arena after they <laughs> turned the lights out. He probably does in WWE. But in saying that, Vet, you know what? If you had to give it a grade, what would it be? This Raw would get like a, a B minus, I think. The vet. Only because, you know, like the Braun Breaker thing. Like, come on. Just. Can you give the guy like a couple sentences or something? Things like that. And, you know, maybe some of the matches weren't as strong as they could have been. Um, right. But overall, they're, they're staying relatively consistent uh, and and enjoyable. So um, I'll give it a, actually not even a B minus. I'll give it a, just a B, a flat B. Well, I would say an A, yeah. but like you said, uh, Vet. You know, the matches were kind of, yeah, But all the segments were pretty good, including Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax. I actually enjoyed. So, you know what? I'm going to stick to that B-. minus. I think B- minus and A is going a little too far. We've seen better on Raw. Usually, usually we're more generous than Aaron Ben Shlomo. So, you know, oh, let, the, let the fans let the fans be heard. You know, if he says it's Absolutely. an A, then that's good. They're, they're doing something right. Hey, look, it was a good Raw. It was definitely a good Raw. But we've seen better in recent weeks so but nothing wrong with that so b minus for me uh like i said segments great matches not so much and that's pretty much the tale and story of monday night raw this past week so in saying that vet tell them where they can find you my friend well you can find me at opinion Hever on all your favorite social media platforms you can find me uh every wednesday at 8 a.m pacific 11 a.m eastern with big ray hernandez for the next level wrestling review you can find me every uh, Monday night uh, uh, for the Impact Attack, uh, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 p.m. Eastern with Brandon. 
Uh, we talk about TNA wrestling. You can find me uh, every Sunday, or at least every Sunday so far, with uh, Jimmy T and sometimes Chris Ams on his own show uh, for <laughs> the uh, Wreckage, where we review Collision, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. All those are available on channelattitude.com. And then you're going to want to check out the PWC network, as you already are, because you never know when I might pop in here, too. Uh, sure. Definitely a friend of the shows um, and happy to be uh, filling in and helping out Jimmy here and there. Um, Thank you, man. Check out Wrestling with Rip Rogers every Friday at whatever time they go live. It's usually been concrete at, get this, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. That's a popular time for podcasting and, and wrestling. 8 a.m., though. That's, that's crazy, bro. What's up, Willie? Well, 11 a.m. Eastern. It's where we're there oh, from well, Eastern. Yeah. I'm just giving both times, you know, in right, case right, people right. are on different coasts. But for them, it's 11 a.m. Eastern, and that has to do with Rip's schedule. In his case, I don't know everybody else, but good good time for me. Works out for me. Um, so, yeah, they just had uh, uh, Kevin Thorne, and um, he was in studio, actually, not just on the not just on the stream yard or the zoom or whatever, but he was actually there in studio with them. And then they had a run in from Shelly Martinez, AKA Ariel. So we had a ECW reunion there on wrestling with Rip Rogers. Good shit. Good, good, good times talking about those days and how they didn't get along at first, but, uh, really become friends later. Yeah. So, well, you didn't hear it, Jimmy. So that means you gotta go check it out. Gotta go check it out. And there's clips too. So if you follow the channel, They'll upload clips. So if you don't feel like sitting and watching a whole show, they'll upload the clips. But you can get notified of the clips by subscribing to the channel, which is totally free, and everyone should be doing it. Um, yes, and then Stevie Richards, of course. Everything Stevie Richards is doing, Stevie Richards <laughs> Fitness, Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis. More channels than uh, than I do shows, and he's uh, <laughs> hard to keep up with, but you can try. So uh, follow Stevie Richards at BWO Stevie on Twitter, Stevie Richards on uh, Instagram, I think. Uh, Michael Manor on Facebook. Yeah, if you, yeah, <laughs> I don't have Facebook anymore, but if you do, go yeah. there. But that's yeah, it for me, uh, Jimmy. Well, that's it. Well, also, I don't know if you saw, but Stevie uh, got a surprise little gift from his wife where he went to check out the Star Trek set. Oh, that was cool, huh? Yeah, yeah, it looks cool. I mean, I saw it on his Facebook, obviously. Um, I don't think. Yeah, he seemed like he was really enjoying himself. So, shout out to Stevie Richards. He's the man, as per usual. Like the vet said, he's got more channels than the vet does shows. That's a lot, man. (laughs) I should tell you something. But uh, if you want to follow me, you can at DJ Mass Effects. You can follow us at the PWC Network. Like and scrub right here at the PWC Network.popping.com where you can find all our shows. Also, channelattitude.com with five bucks only to get the realest talk in pro wrestling, but also the best. And it's only five bucks. Heck, do we? Actually, Jimmy. Ten. It's ten. Even a, no, well, it's, a <laughs> it's five. It's like five. Oh. It is, actually. And so also. If you subscribe, if you subscribe for a, a whole year, it's like <laughs> 60 cents. <laughs> How do I top that? Oh, yeah, subscribe to the whole year where you where you save yourself sixty cents. That's a bargain, folks. Come on. Anyway, also like and subscribe at hamimediagroup.pubbing.com for all our affiliate shows, which is for free, by the way. And that's a wrap, I think. So in saying that, I am Jimmy T. That is the vet Jamie Williams, and you've been listening and watching 
the PWC Monday Night Machismo right here on the PWC Network. And we're out. Thank you and a peace.
that boy at it again Call me the greatest It's the moment of your life You can see your dreams glowing in the lights Came up from nothing, a soldier in the fight Strength dream with boulders on my shoulders every night I move toward opponents as they start to breathe heavier I weather the storms you ain't ready for Never say never, I only get better You better get the changing of your bets I'm becoming what they never were I'm a rebel in success You can bet that I'm better than anyone expects Be the best, standing with the veterans And yes, you're looking at a legend in the flesh I'm next, see nothing's impossible It's time to believe Beat the odds up against you Give life to your dreams the Life in the fast lane Holding on the wheel Overloaded but I'm focused Never folding with a deal I'm beyond hungry Coming for the whole entire meal You gotta keep going I'ma show them this is real Stand in the fire But I'm never gonna melt You could try to stop me But nothing's ever gonna help This is the start of a story That everyone will tell One roll of the dice And I'm betting on myself Born to be the greatest of all time This is where I draw the line Can't stop my shine They know it's my time Let the world know I've arrived I'm on the rise Unstoppable Watch me do the impossible Watch me do what I got to do I'm too hot for you, I'm not about to lose I'm the greatest It's the moment of your life You can see your dreams glowing in the lights Came up from nothing, a soldier in the fight Strength dream with boulders on my shoulders every night I move toward opponents as they start to breathe heavier I weather the storms you ain't ready for Never say never, I only get better You better get the changing of your bets I'm becoming what they never were I'm a rebel in success You can bet that I'm better than anyone expects Be the best, standing with the veterans And yes, you're looking at a legend in the flesh I'm next See, nothing's impossible It's time to believe Beat the odds up against you Give life to your dreams the Life in the fast lane Holding on the wheel Overloaded but I'm focused Never folding with a deal I'm beyond hungry Coming for the whole entire meal You gotta keep going I'ma show them this is real Stand in the fire But I'm never gonna melt You could try to stop me But nothing's ever gonna help This is the start of a story That everyone will tell One roll of the dice And I'm betting on myself Born to be the greatest of all time This is where I draw the line Can't stop my shine They know it's my time Let the world know I've arrived I'm on the rise Unstoppable Watch me do the impossible Watch me do what I got to do I'm too hot for you I'm not about to lose I'm the greatest
swear my shit's so sick. Ayy, and he mad as fuck, big Sue up on she sing. Ayy, and he mad as fuck, big Sue up in her dreams. Ayy, when he mad as fuck, when they say she scream for me. Ayy, big Sue up, what these niggas should be.
The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.